Hello, welcome to Rush Jet Radio, a full franchise Mega Man retrospective podcast. I'm Nora, I'm joined by Curly. Hello, I'm Curly, once again. Once again. Um, we watched a bunch of Mega Man. We did. We did. Twice as much as last time. That's true. Um... I just... Hold on. So, I have in front of me the episode list. Uh-huh. And... Apparently, some of these... Like, you know, we're watching in the order that they come in. Oh, right. But apparently... Episodes like Ice Ice Baby, Game Off, and Hot Tempers in the dub didn't come out until, like, the 40s? That that must have been very confusing. <laughs> Probably. Because you just skip from Robotic Fish Gone Wild to The Yoga Warrior. Right. Don't they... Wait... Isn't there like a there's like an order of events thing? And yeah, they hang yeah, this this fucking this this one where fucking Count Zap hacks into Gabcom HQ to steal video games. They mention that the N1 Grand Prix is coming up, and that surely must happen at some point in those intervening thirty episodes. Yeah. That's true. How peculiar. Um, there's also one episode here that was Canada only. Uh, oh, right, in the dub, I see. (laughs) They didn't just make a special one for Canada. (laughs) The Net Battle of the Hearts. Someday. (sighs) Uh, first episode we talked, we, we watched, uh, I guess it's called Game Off, known as Midnight Duel in Japan. Um, do I have a? Do I usually read a summary from somewhere? Yeah, I think you skim read a you skim read a summary from the the Mega Man knowledge base, which the only, dutifully powers this podcast. The only website I trust. <laughs> I, I do have some shorter summaries on the Wikipedia. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yai's father, the president of Ionotech, promises to let her and her friends play the new video game the second it releases at midnight. While the kids patiently stay awake to play it, Count Zap plans to steal the game data using Elecman. Because this is, I, I, I think this, like, uh, the, the, the motivation of the World 3 didn't quite make the previous six episodes, but... He, when he's talking to, is either when he's talking to Doctor Wiley about it, or when he, you know, it's, yeah, like Yai just asks him, "Why are you, why are you stealing video games?" And he's like, "To sow confusion and chaos in society." And that's like, they they repeat that throughout the next few episodes. Every time they do some shit, even if it seems confusing, it's just because they want to sow chaos and confusion. And apparently, stealing an unreleased video game will do that. And he tells Wiley that he's going to steal. The smiles of the children. <laughs> what World 3 hates the most. The smiling <laughs> faces of children. Yeah, so Count Zam just 
breaks into a bunch of different places of increasing security level. Yep. We get some uh, some fun dramatic irony where <laughs> where Sal goes into like an underpass and Miyuki is there doing like a tarot reading on a table, but it's like completely empty because it's like a secret agent meeting, and she's like saying that oh the next place that's going to be hit is a security level nine, so you got to be careful. And Sal says, okay, I'll I'll keep my eyes out for one of those. And then later on, while he's explaining that they keep all the source code for their unreleased video games, while well, Yai's dad is explaining that they keep all the source code for their unreleased video games on a hard drive at his house, he says, don't worry, they'll never break in. It's security level nine. But only we, the audience, know that that's where Count Zap will be striking next. Damn. Makes you think. Drama. Uh, they fight Mega Man wins. <laughs> um, but to do so it, he, the first, like, oh, sorry, you got He has to use electrical powers against him to win. Yeah, this was sort of weirdly communicated, is that Elect Man, like, so when they're at Yai's, in Yai's net, uh, he, he, F- fucking Count Zap is there in like a hot air balloon, like <laughs> operating a Lekman from the sky, uh, trying to download the source code of this video game. And he, uh, Man is indestructible because whenever he sustains damage from Mega Man, he gets struck by lightning and he heals the damage straight back. And then, uh, Woodman turns up to cut off that power source and says, now he, he's not getting struck by lightning anymore, he can't be healed. So, you, you got to hit him with everything you got, and and Mega Man says, "Oh, I haven't got a, a chip that is his weakness." And Land says, "It's all right. We'll, we'll use an electric one, and it works. <laughs> it doesn't heal him; it just kills him." <laughs> yeah, it's it's electrical blade, an eye for an eye. Ele- so ele- true. Fight electricity with electricity. The first like third of this episode is all about the kids. Um, like trying to queue up to trying to queue up to pre-order a video game. This is why the uh, well, yeah, it ties into Count Zap ending up stealing it is because they are waiting to play at midnight at Yai's place, uh, and like there's this like huge queue for this pre-orders. Higsby's like losing his mind because everyone's like pushing and shoving, and um, I just find it very funny. It's as a sort of like you know fiction from around the time is that they've imagined a world where everyone has like quasi-sentient Tamagotchi battle pets <laughs> but like digital distribution for video games isn't a thing yet <laughs> they can't really imagine that. Also this thing where uh, you know y- Yai turns up, she's fabulously wealthy, she's got her own limo, oh by the way my dad owns the company making this game so we can just play an unreleased build of it uh, allegedly this thing where the president's kid demands to play an unreleased build of a video game is a major reason why Assassin's Creed is the way that it is. What? Yeah, so there's a there's an anecdote from someone, and I'm not sure when I heard it, but I've heard it at least once, that uh, the uh, like short like a matter of weeks prior to Assassin's Creed's release, uh, a lot of the sort of like not very fleshed out side quests that are in Assassin's Creed were just not there. Like that was like those icons on your map, which as we, we now know became a huge part of uh, Ubisoft's de- design philosophy, were just not in Assassin's Creed at all. Uh, the president's kid 
ended up playing a pre-release build and brought it back and said it's really boring. Hmm. Fuck that kid. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) I wish they would make another Assassin's Creed. But like another Assassin's Creed 1. Two. Oh, you take another Assassin's Creed 2, okay. Yeah. I haven't oh, yeah, played any of the fucking... new ones, but yeah. Yeah. I just remembered that Count Zap hacks uh, Yai's mainframe with a fucking beetle? Like a like a, a flying insect with a USB yeah, plug yeah. in the back of it. And it like pollinates the fucking console. <laughs> yeah. That certainly brought confusion and fear to me. I don't know if I count as society, but... You know, just... It's, uh, I like this episode. It was funny to... So it's a like a you know an anime programming its young audience to safeguard Capcom intellectual property you know that kind of thing. Woodman turns up, Sai is there, Miyuki is there. It ends with everyone telling Dex he sucks. Also, you know. she's tuxedo mask. Yeah, she shows up dressed up in like the the costume with like the mask and the cloak to hide who she is so that she can save them. And then oh, and she fucking slashes him with, like, rose kunai knives. <laughs> and exposes his underwear, thus defeating him. That I would also be defeated. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they, the episode ends where we're back at that same line, but it's for release day, not for pre-orders. And uh, this, like, it picks up a plot from the beginning of the episode where Master is like, kids should be going outside. And then the teacher turns up and he's like, whoa, never mind, I'm interested. Uh, but then she's not there at the end. And then... Uh, I can't remember. What, what context does he say it? Master has, like, promised to a fish that he will never game. Yeah, that's it. I promise he's like... <laughs> Because to to like I guess to make conversation with Mariko, he's like placed a pre order for this game, despite you know saying at the beginning of the episode he hates video games. So Lan's like, didn't you like pre order this game? And Master says, no, I promised to this fish here that I will never give myself to a game or to a love. <laughs> like Master <laughs> has promised the fish that he will never game nor fuck. Well, you don't get. Your calcium from sex. That is, I suppose, true. Yeah. Can't argue with that. Well, there's calcium in milk, I guess. All right. Next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Next episode is... uh, Oh, I love this one. Revenge Fireman or Hot Tempers. So this episode opens on Mr. Match, like, sitting in the dark in his living room. Looking at a picture like of, a, in- of the sun. <laughs> yeah. Watching an Encarta DVD about hot things. Like, it's just a, it, like, it shows you the fucking, like, case it came in. Like, this, this DVD has fireworks and it just explains how hot fireworks, then volcanoes, and then the sun are in order. Cause he just has fire depression. Which is great. I love that. I've got fire depression. Don't we all? You and Mr. Match especially, I guess. He's just sad, and he's like, Mega Man 
Put out my fire. Ever since the one time I lost at net battling, I can't, I can't get my mojo anymore. So I'll, I need to go and <laughs> I need to go and increase the temperature of some things in downtown Japan. And he just goes around and just malfunctions things to make them hot all around town, hoping to get Mega Man's attention. And he never does. And he never does. Yeah, Mega Man never figures out what he was doing. Everyone else does. Mega Man doesn't. Because Lan is too busy having a big fight with Mel. Yeah, so she she is she falls victim to Fireman's revenge spree because he makes the like the what's the what's the thing called? I don't know what that thing is called. A hairdryer? I guess it's a hairdryer, but yeah, it, like it heats her hair up too much and it curls, and it like it looks fine. It looks like fine. it looks it's perfectly cute. good. Yeah, but she's up. She's embarrassed about it. Lan and Dex have a big laugh at her about it, and then she gets mad. She leaves, and then uh, Rock and Roll are like, "Huh, oh, these two, they're fighting over nothing," and they immediately start fighting over nothing. Uh, and that th- that basically drives the the conflict of the episode is that. But, <laughs> Fireman, Fireman and Mister Match are just like trying to get a f- like just have a fight with Mega Man. I really love the uh, like uh, interplay between Fireman and Mister Match, like much more so than Color Man or Elect Man. Fireman's just a guy. Yeah, he's just a guy. He's here. Yeah, he's just he's just a guy, and he's he's just like he's just a guy with you know uh, goals and desires, particularly beating Mega Man and like slightly increasing the temperature of electronics. You know. But like it, he like he you know because he like delivers the challenge to to roll and uh, guts because he can't find uh, Mega Man and and then like <laughs> Mister Match is like berating him for it and he's like oh yeah I guess I did fuck that up didn't I Oops. <laughs> there's like there's like not much internality to Elect Man and Color Man in quite the same way right yeah uh, Color Man is also just kind of you might say. Twisted. Wacky. Wacko. <laughs> He's wacko. Um, we need to talk about the eye catch. Okay, I, I missed it, so you'll have to tell me about because it. Because after the eye catch, we cut to uh, uh, fucking Higsby in the store speaking to you, the audience, about the upcoming tournament arc. Oh, and yes. then he the, gets a phone call. He gets a phone call that tells him to go back to the story, and then his frame just <laughs> falls off the screen so that you can watch the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> kind of saying the quiet part loud with the whole marketing thing there, huh? Huh. It's pretty funny. I totally forgotten that in her rage that Lan is laughing at her. <laughs> Her curled hair. Like, while they're doubled over with laughter, she just goes over to his terminal yeah. and deletes his homework and leaves. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. She's a stone-cold bitch. You gotta be. Uh... Also, Fireman, like, as, as part of his revenge spree, he just, like, boils a bunch of pet fish alive. Uh-huh. <laughs> You'd think that Masa would be enraged. Yeah, but no, that's just something that happened, I guess. He's got bigger fish to fry. 
So, Fireman challenges Mega Man to a battle in some net, and he, he sets it on fire, and it gets really hot, and there's, you know, it cracks into this, like, cool-looking battle arena. Roll turns up, having taken the challenge instead, because she's, like, wants to prove that, I don't know, she... Because Mega Man says something about, you know, it being a waste to bring her along to fight or something. And she's like, no, I'm useful. And they fight. They fight. Fireman wins. Uh, then Mega Man shows up and more fighting happens. But basically, uh, there's like a whole elemental resistance thing with she has like a water pillar that's going against the fire pillar. But uh, they shoot Gutsman at him, basically. Yeah, he doesn't have resistance to bludgeoning damage. Yeah. So Gutsman's they, like, sorry, you good. They just launch Gutsman on like a jet of water, and that beats the fire somehow. Well, he hits Fireman one time with his shoulder, and then his body starts to disintegrate. So he logs out. Yeah, yeah. And that that disintegrated bit ends up getting upgraded for Fireman version two in a couple of episodes. So I guess it was a pretty serious injury. I guess Gutsman gave him the cold shoulder. Hmm. <laughs> I guess. Episode 9, Yoga Soldier <laughs> of Terror, or the Yoga Warrior. Uh, okay, so... In this episode, we, <clears throat> we dip back into Ruby Spears' Mega Man's... Yeah. You know, list of plots. If they, if they had any they didn't use, here's one. So, again... Once more, we haven't had this in a, in a while, but this is my first time reading the dub name of this character, Yahoot. Of yeah, his name is Yahoot. I forgot about that. Of the World 3, uses his NetNavi magic man to hypnotize everyone in Dentec City into thinking they're wild animals. Lan and Mail are unaffected, so they go after magic man. Chowd Blaze? Yeah, right. So his, his name's Hotfire. You, we had like Doctor 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 Freud slash Doctor Foie last time, but this guy's name's Hotfire. Should Chowd Blaze? I I have really no idea how I like how you're meant to pronounce that in in the like how is that pronounced in the dub? I wonder. Is it Chad? Chad Blaze? Shod? Shod? I don't I don't know. That's a guess. Uh... Though even though their names are the words for hot and cold in French, respectively, that these characters are totally unconnected. So I'm gonna look up Child Blaze. Oh, we got some fucking anti-warrior AMVs. Yeah, let's go. Well, you're not gonna get the the pronunciation of the name in that, right? <laughs> what? Hold on, let me. I'm listening to this dub. Uh-huh. Because he introduces himself in this episode, right? So, he should say his own name. Um. Oh, hold on. It's... Chod Blaze is what they say Chod, in the dub. right. I'm listening to some random clip of the dub on YouTube. I see, I see. Chod Blaze. 
and Proto Man <laughs> also make their first appearance to help stop Yahoot. There's no owl. No, no, that's true. There's no owl. There's no. What is Yahoot? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really understand what they were going for there. Yahoot. Is this a is is this a is this a racism that I don't know about? There seems to be no information on the Mega Man knowledge base about why his name is Yahoot. Being oh. a being a Capcom yoga guy, he bears a resemblance to Dalsim from the Street Fighter franchise. <sighs> Designer Hayato Kaji stated this wasn't intentional. Yeah, I bet not. <laughs> also, no, he doesn't. He, d- to be fair, his uh, his in-game like thumbnail for when he's talking does much more than his overall character design. Isn't Dalsim like eighty? Dal Dalsim's age is. Undefined, fraught. Undefined. Street Fighter characters' ages in general. Don't don't worry about it. Don't think about how old Chun Li <laughs> is. Anyway, um, so everyone gets hypnoed into thinking that they are different types of animal. Some everyone of which, except, sorry, you go ahead. Which also includes a character whose name I don't actually know. The the goth girl. Yeah, Miyuki. Who, um. Becomes able to fly. <laughs> yeah, she just flies around because she's a flying squirrel. I choose to believe that means that she can always do that. She's just not inclined to do so because she doesn't believe she's a flying squirrel. A lot of people don't know that goths can fly. I mean, you know, she's she's Secret Service, so... This is why Voldemort and Snape can fly, is because they're goth. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so everyone except for Lan and Melu, who are uh, they were they were late for the they were late for the yoga TV broadcast, which <laughs> everyone is obsessed with, and none of us have ever heard of before now. Like uh-huh. everyone watches this show, it pulls a ninety five percent ratings share, and <laughs> it's funny because like it happens immediately before he uses Magic Man to hypnotize everyone into actually like believing that they're animals. But from the initial pitch that we get from Dr. Wiley, like the doing, doing a weird, extremely popular yoga show is itself, even without the hypnosis stuff is itself achieving the principal goal <laughs> of the world three, which is to sow confusion in society via television, making that like, like apparently, <laughs> Apparently, Ring Fit Adventure could be a World 3 plot, because it makes you do weird poses that confuse you. It also sows chaos in supply chains for Switch games. So <laughs> Absolutely true. There are lots of fun yoga poses invented for this episode, like to help you sit on a subway train and take up less space, or... Uh, what was the other one? It starts off with like poses to increase your flexibility or increase your strength, and then it it yeah. veers into like uh, weird jokes. 
poses to make you studious, poses to help you win at net battling to get your attention, and then it cuts and he, he hypnotizes everyone. Damn. Uh, they try to fight Magic Man. They do. They can't beat him. He's too powerful. He's yeah. So they so Mega Man teleports into Magic Man's villain's lair, which is just a load of TVs with Magic Man's face on, which I think is probably the ideal villain lair. You know, it's a very wily move. And uh, yeah, so the, Mega Man has to like try and figure out a way to defeat to find the real Magic Man and hit him, and because he moves so fast and he's like got all this you know predestination stuff, and then. Um, Oh, me- meanwhile, like Lan and so so he can he can plug the chips in and the music can start playing, uh, which we actually we found out last episode anyone can do that, not just Lan because Me- Melu does it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're trying to contend with the fact that everyone has turned you know believes they're animals, including Yai and Dex, who they ma- <laughs> who they they managed to domesticate with food. <laughs> Like as uh, you know, because it's it's the formula, right? Uh, the World Three do some some villain shit, and then we get lots of in between Mega Man doing Mega Man stuff. We get shots of the real world in disarray because of what the World Three have done. And as those go, so far this one I think made me laugh the most consistently. We like they have a lot of fun with it. You get that. Like <laughs> I don't really know what grand menace is caused by a lot of people believing their bats just hanging upside down outside <laughs> of a building. I mean, I guess it's quite dangerous, but, you know, that's not really portrayed. It just looks funny. And that's what I like about this. Everyone gets their fursona in this episode. Exactly. Because it's unique, right? Like, mm-hmm. they don't uh, they don't all turn into one kind of animal. Yai turns into a cat. Dex turns into a gorilla. And uh, also Masa male- turns into a fish. Uh, no, an eel. An eel. But Mail knows how to speak gorilla, because she can communicate with Dex. Yeah, that is... <laughs> <laughs> that just happens, like, yeah. right at the end. It, like, he beats his chest and roars, and <laughs> Mail says, he says, go to the train station, and Lan's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then in the battle with Magic Man... Uh, Mega Man is losing, but then a shot uh, intercepts Magic Man's attack, and he catches on fire, and he logs out. And it turns out it was Blues. You could say a short interact it interrupts Magic Man's attacks. A short, like like Chord, like the guy. Don't worry about it. Protoman's operator. It's called Chord. Chord. Is th- yes. I think I didn't understand your joke because you it was it wasn't it wasn't a good joke. Be- I think it. it was your accent's fault. Yeah, it's like it's like an accent <laughs> pronunciation thing. Chord. Chord Blaze. I he, guess- he turns up and he's like he's like really like. But, like, not even, like, brooding. He's just, like, dull. I don't know. But he's like, don't disappoint me, Lan and Mega Man. And then he says it again the next episode. Because Proto Man's like, don't disappoint me or the other guy. And then Chad is like, don't disappoint me or Blues. 
I guess Proto Man. He's only blues in the in Japanese, yeah. but Proto Man is here. He's kind of cool. You don't really yeah. see him do anything yet. Yeah, he he's just sort of like he you know he he wins the battle basically off screen. Yeah. Uh, and then we, uh, throughout this episode and the last episode, we keep getting intercut with reminders that there's going to be a tournament. N1 Battle Grand Prix is, it's coming. Episode 10 is called N1 Grand Prix (laughs) in both regions. (laughs) Oh, I just wanted to say real quick before we move Mm -hmm. on from episode 9, the end of this episode, they beat Magic Man with the help of, uh, of Chord and Bloon and Proto Man. And, uh... Because while they're doing this, Lan is, like, operating Mega Man from the control room of the TV station that the yoga was broadcast from. And, uh, what's what's the yoga guy's name in Japanese? Mahajurama? Yeah. He, uh, he is, like, in a, in a, like, a folded pose, mm-hmm. operating his pet from atop, like, a stack of chairs inside the TV studio. So they win. Magic Man is defeated. Land runs out of the control room and says, right, now we're going to stop you and you're going to have to turn everyone back from thinking that they're animals. And he's just like, yeah, okay. And steps into a portal and leaves. <laughs> and like, and he says, yeah, well, you know, I, I guess I'll let them, I'll, I guess I'll have them stop believing that they're animals because my plan didn't work anyway. Like, no, it, it did. It definitely did. Your plan did work. But he just he just lets them go, and, and then, he and, teleports. you know, while he's berating everyone else for failing. Meanwhile, he's, as far as I can tell, the only one who has <laughs> verbally said, "Yeah, that's fine. I'll stop succeeding at our evil plan now." And also, stack of chairs does not really indicate that it is like a um, Persona Four television pile esque <laughs> yeah. stack of chairs that is like a yeah. Christmas tree. Yeah, like every chair in like a full television studio stacked on top of each other. So he's like many, many people high. Um, episode 10, N1 Grand Prix. Um, the N1 Grand Prix Net Battle Tournament is starting. An error in Number Man's upgrade causes him to go on a rampage, so Lan and his friends set out to stop him. Tori and Iceman rejoin the cast, and the tournament begins with Dex claiming victory in his first match in the last 30 seconds of the episode. Yeah, this uh, this episode's paced a little weirdly. <laughs> uh, not a lot happens in it. Like, we, we get to meet uh, uh, Kero, or Ribita, I believe she's called in English. The, uh, the newscaster. Oh, yeah. She's Toadman's operator from Mega Man Battle Network 2. I guess she'll get more of a look in later. She's cool. We like her. Sure. Higsby accidentally jokerifies Number Man with a botched upgrade. Uh, they, like, lure him in with math and then beat him up. It works every time. Yeah. If that you was need to, it. If I, you need to catch a nerd, you just start reciting Pi underneath a box with a stick holding it up and you'll catch him absolutely true uh yeah that was it because i thought this episode was kind of dull because they like don't really do much they fight number man skull man turns up to swing the fight and they win skull man's design is very cool that's uh miyuki's 
NetNavi. I realize now I was a fool for presuming that Skullman, who has the same head shape as Masa, was Masa's NetNavi. (laughs) Although, in this episode, we do see that Masa is the the chief of the CIA. And he wears a fucking Magikarp Sentai helmet. Yep. (laughs) Not one mention of Calcium. Like... Yeah, exactly. You can keep it under his hat there. Maybe it's like a really over overplayed, elaborate cover. He's not actually like that at all. It's just to make him seem like he's not the head of the CIA when he's not hmm. doing that, you know? Makes you think. But, um, yeah, because that whole scene where they, like, <laughs> the where, uh, they, they go from, Sal and Miyuki go from their day-to-day lives from like you know running the flower shop and or the the fortunes shop to like they get you know bits of their office start flashing and they tell the customers all oh, right you have to leave immediately and then they you know get vacuum transported to some giant war room with only actually only the two of them and Marsa in it and like the, the camera work is really strange it looks <laughs> it looks really funny but anyway they do that and then end up Oh yeah, Miyuki saves the uh, the main cast from Jokerified Number Man, but like it's kind of a it's kind of a sort of stopgap episode before the M1 Grand Prix really starts, I guess. And I thought I thought it was you know going to be kind of a duff episode overall, but then right at the end, <laughs> it comes in with a like a fucking Evangelion logistics sequence to get <laughs> them from Yai's house to the M1 Grand Prix in five minutes. Like there's like. You know, but so, someone, someone who we've never seen before is like running to, uh, to like, you know, start flying a plane to get them there. There's like a, there's like a maid doing air traffic control and, you know, <laughs> they get, you know, uh, moved via mechanical arm and suction tube throughout Yai's house at breakneck speed so they can fly in and Dex can win his first match of the year on Grand Prix in, you know, a short time. Yeah. Against a character who has no name. Uh, and now the tournament will, I assume, begin in earnest next week. That would be my guess. And also, that's the other thing we get. It So it also establishes that Chord is participating in the tournament and he beat his first opponent in three seconds. Damn. Um. Yeah, that's the episode. A little bit less remarkable this time, other than um, Jokerfied Number Man. Yeah, not much really happens in this episode. It's that 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 like uh, airplane sequence is the best part, I think. Yeah. So I'm just looking through here to see if we've got any trivia or anything. Um, for these episodes, I'm thinking we probably won't. Usually we don't, right? Oh, we got some trivia for the Yoga Warrior. In the English dub, Yahoot's Japanese name, Mahajarama, appears in the title card of his yoga show. Uh, Magic Man attempting to finish Mega Man off with Magic Fire is a reference to the first Mega Man Battle Network, where Magic Man nearly deletes Mega Man. 
Despite having never even <laughs> heard of Proto Man before, Mega Man says, So you're the famous Proto Man. It's good to finally meet you. <coughs> I don't know how we know that he's never heard of him before. Uh, and we got some trivia for N1 Grand Prix. When Mr. Wily orders the World 3 to enter the N1 Grand Prix, Torchman, Electman, and Wackoman claim they are version 2. This is a reference to the video game series where subsequent fights with boss navvies during the game results in them becoming stronger versions of themselves. Hmm. Don't know about that. I mean, I get... Saying it's, saying it's a reference to the game seems kind of loose, like... It's a reference to the fact that enemies get stronger as you go through a game. Like, don't get me wrong. Later in the game, you do fight versions of the, you know, the boss navvies that say V2 in the name. But, like, you know, in this, like, their models change. I don't know, whatever. Magic Man is the only navvy not to be upgraded to version 2. This is a reference to how in the original Mega Man Battle Network, each of the World 3 navvies are fought twice during the main game. Once in their levels, and again at the end of the game as version 2. But Magic Man is only fought once during the climax, his upgraded versions being post-game bosses. See, again, like, I think it's a bit of a stretch to say that that's, <laughs> that's what they were going for. It's like, a if reference. they wanted a V2 Magic Man, they could just have had one. But he, uh, did not... He didn't lose to Mega Man, so he didn't get upgraded. Yes, I suppose so. It's like a reverse Saiyan. You only get stronger after losing to the hero. I see, I see, yes. That, that makes sense. Excited for the next episode we'll be watching, which is called Skullmania. Yo. We've got Skullmania, Wacky Madness and Blazing Battles, parts one and two, and Street Fight. Uh-huh. So look forward to that. I, I will. Um, I didn't ask for emails for this episode. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a while, so we kind of just thought we'd get this one out the door. I can double check, just in case. You never know. We have some emails. Oh? Yeah. Exciting. I'm excited about that. Oh, one of them is from Twitter. But we do have one email. Hey, we have some email. <laughs> Row emails in. Hey, still loving the show. I'm actually caught up on Rockman EXE, which I think is the first time I've ever been caught up on a show alongside a podcast. I don't have much to say other than I love Sharkman and Yai's weird Thunderbirds-esque treehouse. Also, a question. I'm not sure if you answered this already or something similar, but is there a robot master you're looking forward to seeing in their NetNavi incarnation? Thanks, Ro. I think I want to say we have 100% answered this question, but I mean, you know, we, can, yeah. we can answer it again. <laughs> Up to you, really. Uh, what? I mean, do, do you want to answer this question again, or are we just going to say, no, it's fine. Just listen to the other episode where we did. Uh, I don't think my answer has changed, but do you remember what it is? I mean, the the one I would hope for is Vile, but I don't think that's actually going to happen. Right, yeah. Because Vile's my, Vile's my guy. Damn, can you imagine if they did another Mega Man Battle Network in 2021? That'd be fucked up. They should do that. They just did one in 2019. 
Wait, really? Yeah, these anime have just keep just kept going. Oh, like, sorry. I meant I meant the video games, but Oh, yeah. What if next year at E3 they announce Mighty Number no. 9 EXE? I hope they don't do that. <laughs> Red Ash EXE. I suppose my uh my modern era you know, uh, Mega Man EXE characters are just one step from Eden character designs, right? Oh, yeah. They should do a Capcom EXE, where it's like Mega Man EXE, but it's like a, also a Capcom crossover. That would be pretty hype, honestly. You I'd play the shit out of that. Have uh, Chris Redfield.exe. That would be awesome. <laughs> would he look like a huge dork like Search Man EXE? He has three different sprites. <laughs> <laughs> um, Arthur EXE is here. That's that's Mega Man. That is Mega Man. Now Un- you've got our podcast. Undeniably, what, if, if if that if that email reading experience was so incredible, you want your own email read out in that way. Where can they send that email to? You can send your emails to rushyetradio at gmail dot com. And uh, we'll read them. You know what? I'm so committed to reading emails, I'm going to read the Twitter email. (laughs) At Rushjet Radio, say hello to Twitter Spaces. Now you can tweet and talk. Spaces are live audio conversation on Twitter. Tap in and talk or listen to what's happening. I can guarantee you right now exclusively that I will not be participating in a Twitter space as a Rushjet Radio host. That's going to be happening. I don't really know what a Twitter space is. It's like, there was this social network that was like, hey, if you sign up, we'll let you listen to, you know, influencers having conversations. And it took them so long to roll it out that every other social network just implemented that feature in the site. Is it like live? Yeah, right. So people, it's it's like, it's, it's, it's like live fleeting. But, but but it's like a conversation, like multiple accounts you follow or just one account you follow and, you know, someone else will be like talking and you can like, I mean, maybe participate or like listen in. It's definitely one of those things that it's not clear why, to me anyway, really, why people would use it much more than a novelty, you know? Huh. Oh, well, um, I hope you've enjoyed this little... Uh, exploration of Twitter, Twitter's practices on uh, our Twitter podcast. Um, now you've got our podcast. Now you've got our. Po- Didn't you say Delito for this one? All oh, right, delete.
Now 